This is Bill McMinn from Makeable Bible Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast, where we talk about faith, family, and daily life, putting the Bible into practical, everyday terms. I'm Bill McMinn. This is the Way to Go podcast. I'm here with Steve Sargent from the Hiawatha Church of God in Christ. Yes, sir. On Hiawatha Ave. That's right. In the city of Ashtabula, Ohio. the great city of Ashtabula, Ohio. So it's good to see you, my man. Thank you. Glad to be and, here. And uh, do I be calling you Pastor Steve? Well, you can call me Pastor Steve. That's a You lot do of operate as a pastor, so, right? Yeah. Well, your church. Pastor, your associate pastor, what's the old pastor? Right. Pastor. I, well, I agree with that. It's not like junior pastor. <laughs> your pastor, your pastor, whether it's that's outreach right. or associate right. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Right. So anyway, I'm glad to have you here. Glad to be here. And we Thank already you. did one podcast on Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. And football is both. Kind of started out talking about he loves the Steelers and uh, I, I like yes. Steelers fine. And, uh, being grown up in Pennsylvania and stuff, but that was, it's always fun. It's a fun time of year for football. Oh, yeah. And when your team gets to make the playoffs, it's exciting and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think of Joseph and this guy, man, what, what dreams he had, you know, as a young man and, and they did become fulfilled. And he has that dream of the, Hey bros, you know, I had a dream all your sheaves, <laughs> sheaves a week circle mine and all bowed down to me. They're like, are you saying we're going to bow down to you? And then oh, I had a pick dream about the sun and the moon and the stars. Mm. And they all bowed down to me. And the dad's like, you better go to your room. <laughs> Are you, you serious? You, you, you're telling me right now you had a dream that I'm going to bow down to you someday. But he it said that, that uh, Jacob kept it in his heart, like yeah. kept it in his mind. He didn't let go of the thought mm-hmm. that, oh, well, that might be. So they, of course, dad sends them to find him in Shechem. Mm-hmm. They're, your brothers are in Shechem. Think about what happened in Shechem earlier. That's where dinosaurs raped. That's where yeah. there's violence. They kill the city. I mean, so Simeon and Levi have already been involved in slaying this uh, town full of people, taking all the men and women and all the plunder and all the animals. That was in Shechem. So dad goes, yeah, I think they're tending sheep in Shechem. Mm-hmm. So he, he goes there, and they're not there. They're in somewhere Dothan. else, and they're in Dothan. And mm-hmm. so then... He goes on to there, and they see him come. They're like, hey, here's a dreamer. Let's kill him. See what becomes of his dreams. And, man, just God's providence in that whole story. That's amazing. That's That line there, the scripture, behold the dreamer. Here comes the dreamer. Let's let's kill him, and then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. (laughs) And they're his brothers. Right. Like, wow, his brothers, not not your enemy from the other team or the other part of town, your own flesh and blood. Well, it's interesting that Reuben was the only one. He was trying to save him. So he goes, well, let's not kill him just yet. And he's trying to buy time. So they throw him down in this well and they take his coat and tear it up because they hated that because that was a symbol of their dad loving him more. So Mm -hmm. they're going to put goat's blood, take it back to their their animal blood on it, take it back to dad and say, hey, he got tore up by wild animals. But they're like, hey, here comes uh, Ishmaelite. Traitors. And again, when you're reading, because I'm doing the Bible reading through in a year, so mm-hmm. you're reading through Genesis pretty fast, and you remember Ishmael, the other son of Abraham. Abraham. Yeah. And then the you're, Ishmaelites you're right. are coming down. It's family. Yeah. Again, they're kind of like cousins. And so they're they're coming down and sell them to him. Then he take they take them down to Egypt and sell them to Potiphar. And it's just an amazing story. But later on, it's interesting to me that when the brothers come back and they say yeah, we have one younger brother, but he's, he stayed at home. They're like, oh, you're spies. Joseph's now mm-hmm. the head of all Egypt. You're spies. You guys are spies. He's giving them a hard time, right. speaking harshly to him. And he goes, all right, well, prove it to me. You go home. I won't, don't, you won't even see my face if you don't bring this Benjamin, Benjamin brother of yours yeah. back. He kept Simeon. And I was wondering, you know, why Simeon? Because mm-hmm. he didn't keep Reuben. Right. Simeon's second born. 
Reuben's the oldest. So you would think that he would keep Reuben in prison, but Reuben was the only one who wanted to save his hide. <laughs> <laughs> so he took so he, he took the next board, Sibby. He let Reuben go. So I'm wondering, he probably remembers all that stuff, you know? So, the, yeah, the one guy that wasn't there when they sold me was Reuben, wasn't there. So he doesn't pick on Reuben. He goes the next one down the line, and he keeps Simeon. What you an know. incredible story, though. Oh, it is, yeah. For him to... Uh, it's bad enough to suffer or right. to be persecuted, mistreated, but by your own family. Oh yeah. He said it was miserable. He names family. his own son. Um, was it Manahim and uh, mm. Ephraim? So he, or Manasseh, Manasseh. Was it Manasseh, yeah, Manasseh and Ephraim. And so he names him. He goes, his firstborn son, he names him because the Lord has caused me to forget my misery, mm. you know, and all the turmoil of his family. Yeah. So he's sold. He's falsely accused in Potiphar's home, ends up right. in a prison then, but he excels everywhere he goes. Right. And then he interprets the dream of the baker and the cupbearer. And mm-hmm. the cupbearer's dream, oh, yeah, you're three days from now, you're going to be go back. You're going to be elevated. The yeah. baker's like, oh, what thought was my dream? Me. Wait, me right, my dream. Right. And what so was what his you, dream? So you're you're going to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be killed. Days. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be impaled. Be, basically, you're going to be impaled on a pole, and the birds are going to be puck, coming down and... Being carnivores on your head, you know right. what I'm saying? It was a pretty rough story. So then he goes, well, remember me with kindness right. when you come. When you get the, out, don't forget about me. But of all people, of all people for it to be is the cupbearer of the king. Well, the cupbearer of the king would become someone who tasted the wine to make mm-hmm. sure it wasn't poisoned first, right? But he became a, a valued uh, kind of counselary of the leader, of the king, right. the emperor, the pharaoh. Was around him a lot. Right. So you're around him all the time. So God is not an accident that he gets thrown in prison and then brought back. So he's in prison around Joseph. Here's the dream so that mm-hmm. when God gives a dream to Pharaoh, he knows who can interpret it. None of it's by accident that that he went to Potiphar, I'm sure, is not by accident. That he went to jails, not by accident, mm-hmm. right? So he learned some about Egypt and gets the ways, probably learned some of the language yep. and things like that. So he learns the ways, and then he's in prison where he meets the cupbearer, and then the cupbearer is going to ultimately introduce mm-hmm. him to Pharaoh. Then he's going to be second in charge of all. It God incredible. It's just incredible right. how God took such a tragic event turned it into something right. glorious and for him you know to save humanity in reality right oh he saved his family right. i mean god said they were going to become a great nation they were going to become a great nation if they died in a famine so i mean i think even the ishmaelites coming at this time when they instead of killing them they trade them yep. or sell them into slavery wow what a what a providential act that just at that moment when they're about to do their brother in after lunch and that's when they see it at the exact right time that it needed to be there. And for Joseph, you know, I wonder if he could ever hang on to all that, that mm-hmm. at this right moment, at the right thing, look at everything that God has done. And he saw it at the end that right. he was there to save lives. But that's what about the dream of Pharaoh? The seven fat cows, the, the seven, seven sleek cows, mm-hmm. the seven fat ears of grain, the yep. seven. And Joseph was able to. Yeah. To interpret and tell him exactly what it meant and he trusted it right he trusted what joseph said right and made him prime minister they put him in charge of it he was second in charge of all right. of pharaoh <clears throat> so he, he had almost as much authority as pharaoh absolutely did. so he said there's nothing going to be done without your say so in this country mm, yeah and that's that, pretty and amazing. you just and he just got home from prison i mean he right. brought from prison right to address the king or pharaoh. Yeah, and think about the the term of what he's doing in logistics. 
It's just to be able to, he goes, well, we're going to take 20% a year for seven mm-hmm. years because there were going to be seven years of plenty followed by seven years of famine. He He's the one storing all this stuff, yep. right? And making sure there's enough for these people to, to have so that they don't. They said there was so much grain, they stopped counting mm-hmm. because there was so much that they had gathered to save lives for the seven year, lean years. And by the end of it, wall. I mean, everyone owed Pharaoh their lives. Sure. I mean, this guy basically got the entire land for Pharaoh mm-hmm. by the time it was all said and done because he realized he saw that dream, interpreted the dream, but you had to have the organizational yes. and leadership ability. And what a gift because he was in prison. You know, he wasn't right. like, he spent from the time he left um, his brothers, you know, his right. family, the majority of the time he was incarcerated. Right. Where'd you learn all this? Right. Do you take courses? Well, I, I think what Pharaoh said, you know, who are we going to find like this man within whom right. is the spirit of God? I right. mean, the spirit of God was the one giving him the ability to do the things that he was doing. Mm-hmm. And he just proved it. Like he collects it. And he's got to get everyone to buy into this. Mm-hmm. We're taking 20% of your grain. <laughs> We're going to take right. it. Right. Take you're going to give me 20% of your grain and we're going to take 20% of your grain to save your life. And we're going to store it over seven years. Yeah. And they had enough to save their country just Man. at 20% and multiple nations, mm-hmm. multiples. Wow. Just the organization of it, I, I think is astounding. And then the brothers, of course, the famine hits the land by year two, they're struggling. So they hear there's food in Egypt again. Why Joseph? You the only reason there's food in Egypt is because Joseph got sold by his brothers who hated him. God even used their hatred, yeah. sold into slavery, went to prison, got raised because of his ability to interpret the cupbearer's dream. The cupbearer tells Pharaoh he's up there is the only reason these people are going to survive. Mm. The one guy that they thought, these brothers thought they'd never see again in all their lives. And even when they're talking to Joseph, don't know it's him. Right. Well, we had another brother, but he's no more. <laughs> I'm sure they they figured he's dead. You know, right. by now he's got to be dead. They've they felt guilty. Shipped him off. Because after that first conversation, they're like, this is because he's speaking to us hard, like accusing us of being spies. This is because of what we did to our brother. Wow. And he heard him say it. Mm-hmm. He had, he had to go away and cry like about it. You know, I was yeah. weeping about it. He heard them saying it. And then he puts all their money back in the mm-hmm. back in their bags, and they get back, and all the money is there. And that's not even really to trap them. I think that Joseph was just blessing his brothers. Because yes. even when they come back and they bring the money back, <clears throat> they're like, I got your silver. You're good. But you know what's incredible to me about Joseph attitudinally throughout the – and I'm sure he probably had some sleepless nights or questions like why me. Right. But attitudinally, like he excelled, like you mentioned, everywhere he went, even in prison, he excelled. Right. He, he was in charge of things. He worked his way up. He he got along with people. He did what he was told. His attitude throughout the entire time. Right. You're talking a span of, what, 13 years or better. What was he, 17 at the well, time? Well, yeah, he was 17 when he got and, sold. And then by the time he ran into his brothers again. Would have been nine years after the years of plenty started. So you got to figure he was some amount of time in Potiphar's house. He was some mm-hmm. amount of time in prison because time goes by. He's right. forgotten. If you can throw, I mean, I think fair four years at least. I mean, that'd be 13 years. They didn't recognize yeah. him. Yep. I mean, he had grown up enough. Right. They didn't even recognize who he was. Yep. At the time. And for him to receive, even though he understood it was by divine providence right. that he went through everything he went through, he still 
could have had like mm, I'm gonna show them something. Right. They gonna take me and rip my coat. Right. And then throw me away and send me off to some strange land and I get in it, oh yeah, I'm getting them. He had such a compassion for them. Right. Because he realized they meant it for evil, right. but God meant it for good. And he didn't hold it against them. I think his whole heart is seeing it that he gave them all their money back. Yeah. He wouldn't even take their money for the food. He put the money back and nothing's ever done about that. Like it's just when they come back the second time, hey, all our money was back, and the, the guy that was just, he just kind of smiled on his face, goes, I got your money, don't worry about it. You're good. Wow. It had to be just his favoring them, you know, because he knew who they were, but he was, but he was, let's I'll be honest, giving them a hard time. It's not like he yeah, came he, and told yeah, them right yeah, away. Yeah, I mean, he, he was, he gave them, he put a them through devil of a hard time, <laughs> right? So, in fact, he kept one of them in prison. Right. He put them through the ringer. Right. And never yeah. let them know that, hey, yeah. by the way, yeah, I'm just kind of It's a psychological warfare. Yeah. He goes, he put them in prison and then they, they ran out of food again and they went back and they weren't allowed to come back without Benjamin, which was his, his brother. full blood brother. Right. The only, full, all these brothers too, it's right. wild because they all have, there's 12 of them total. They, there's four different mothers involved, mm -hmm. one dad and four different moms right. involved in the whole family so, scenario. So there's a lot of half brothers. Mm -hmm. In the mix, right? So yeah, there the, were six of them. Six of them were uh, from Leah. So they would have the same dad and mom. The other ones would share different ones. Right. But this was the only one that was a fool. Benjamin was the only fool brother. The last two, right. And they had to take him. Then Ruben's like guaranteeing his life. He goes, I'm telling you, you take my life. Everyone, I promise you, this kid will come back. So they come <clears> and they eat with him. And he has him over for dinner. And he's weeping ahead of time. He gets control of himself. Mm. He gets five times as much food to... Because when they come back again to get food, they bring Benjamin... Then he invites him over for lunch, right? They have this humongous banquet for them mm. feast. Sends him on his way, and he goes, give them all their money back again. Drop this silver cup in Benjamin's bag. <laughs> they chase him down. Why'd you take the bag? We didn't do it. Whoever did that is going to die. <laughs> Benjamin, they're tearing their clothes. It's like, uh, this can't happen. God's against you already us. Had, you already went through this before. What's going to happen with our dad? Yeah, he's going like, to have a heart attack. He already lost a son. Well, he's about to do to him. He's about to do to Benjamin what they did to him. Mm -hmm. Where was your care about dad then? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, where was your cat to care about dad and how he'd feel then when you sold me into slavery? He goes, yeah, I'm going to keep this kid. This kid's going to be done for now. You they bring him back. And they're like, you know, why would we do this? We brought all our silver back for the first time. Like, why would we steal your cup? We would do that. So then he just breaks down finally and tells him, I'm, I'm your brother, Joseph. And it's such an emotion. I almost cry like yeah, oh, every yeah. time I read the story. Me too. I do. I just get real emotional. And um, it's amazing. They never recognize it was him right there was nothing that was going on that turned a light bulb in their head to say hey this might be our brother that we thought was yeah. dead he Ever. spoke to him through an interpreter yeah he knew their language right. so he knew everything yep. they were saying they didn't know it because he's speaking to him through an interpreter so they don't know that he knows the language he knows exactly but what out of saying. all of them you would think somebody right in the group would say you know i think that might be and he did have that dream. Yeah. And by the way, how about when they come back, they're all bound down. Exactly what the yeah, dream was. Oh, no, right. we yeah. didn't need it. We didn't take the cup, man. They're all bound down. You can't take, you can't deprive this man of his son, Benjamin, and his old age. He'll go down a grave. You'll kill him. They're saying all this stuff. And again, where were you with me? Right. You know, where were you with me? Wow. So anyway, he breaks down. He tells me, he goes, look, don't be mad at yourselves. Go back, and this is what you're going to tell dad. You're going to tell dad that Joseph's alive, and you're going to tell him that I'm in control of Egypt. You're going to tell them all the things and the power and the, the stuff like that. I think it was even interesting when they, when they come back before Joseph, he goes, 
You have my cup of divination. You don't think a man like me knows these things? You don't think a man like me can figure out that you took my cup? Man, it's just, no. he played it so yeah, well. Yeah, he did. But then, yeah, just the weeping and the the sorrow and what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Yeah. I think that's got to be one of the most powerful Ooh. concepts in the Bible. You, you meant this for evil mm-hmm. and God meant it for good. Wow. That is so inspiring. Right. I just, every time I read the story, in fact, you think about the more than 3,000 people mentioned in the Bible, no one's suffering right. was closest to Christ Jesus's than Joseph. Right. What he went through. Right. You know, his own circle, his own blood, his own people. Right. And um, basically sold him out. Yeah, they did. I was thinking about and that left same him thing. for dead. Show, yeah. Or what they thought right. would be dead. Walked away from it. He turns around, comes back and saves all of them. And, he's and the don't ruler. hold it against him. And he's him. the ruler. Right. Yeah, I mean, you meant it to harm me, but God mm. meant it for good. Jesus Christ could say that statement That's right. too. That's right. Yeah, he said, he told him, he goes, no, God sent me here to save your lives. That's why I'm here. Mm. I'm here to save you. You're going to bring your families. You're going to come down to the Goshen. Goshen. You're going to, you know, live here right near yeah. me, and, and you're going to survive this famine because if you don't, there'll be another five years, guys, of famine yet. So, and he knew, I mean, just what the God's revelation oh. is so amazing to them that they knew 14 years that God revealed it to a pagan. Mm. Yeah. God speaks to who God and wants he, to speak to. I, it, and he chooses yeah. who he chooses. Like, right. Why would he choose him? Right. Like why Joseph? He could have chose anybody. He could have chose right. Benjamin even. Why right. not? But even Pharaoh Baby to boy. reveal it ahead of that. Pharaoh is the one that he originally tells that dream to. And even revealing his will to the cupbearer and the baker. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting to me that God, I mean, God's work in this world and, and the places God does work and can work and how God does communicate and, yeah. and whatnot. But even the Joseph story, God wants to save them all. What is the Jesus story? Like you said, yeah. what a great point, Steve, you know, That's God it. wants to save us all. Yeah. Even those who conspired against him, denied him, or even actually crucified him. Right. Jesus wants to save him. Right. So when people are going through hardships, you think of the Romans eight twenty eight. Mm-hmm. you know, that all, all things, things work together, together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose even the darkest threads of our lives god can turn it into good Mm -hmm. and that's a hope and one of the important things in life is hope hope yeah you know what i'm saying and god says hey you know i know your future i got plans for you right jeremiah 29 11 you know hope plans for a future and it's just all these hopeful verses in the bible that we have to hang on to when we're going through tough times and you you could be God's hand on you totally, and people not see it. Mm-hmm. And people still disparage you, don't want you around. doesn't mean God's not going to work in your life. That's right. do a great thing, right? That's right. So, he doesn't work by the popular vote. <laughs> no. Well, you know, Steve, too, the one thing I think about is, you know, you and I, we're not getting younger. We're getting older. Speak for yourself. And yeah. I never, I never, I never give up. But here's the thing. You you look at what God did with Abraham mm-hmm. when Abraham was 80. Yeah. And how many other people there were in the Bible that made a huge impact when they were older. Right. And that's when God really chose to kind of raise them up and use them powerfully. That's true. So there's always that. Again, we're talking about things of hope, you know, things that are positive, things about the future where you know God is involved, you know great things are going to happen. So I love the Joseph story. I mean, I would say in the Bible, people ask me, you know, what's your favorite character in the Bible? Joseph, yeah. 
I mean, I love New Testament Jesus, obviously, you know, is the greatest, but man, there's something about Joseph. I really mm-hmm. love this, this guy and what he went through. Even the fact that Joseph ran from temptation with Potiphar's wife, which we didn't even talk about, right. which I think was so important that she was begging him. You know, sex has always been a problem for mankind, let's mm-hmm. face it. So he is just, she's begging him, hitting on him, you know, constantly lusting over him and then blames him for what she was doing. Yeah. But he never gave in. And I always remember that as a kid when I thought about Joseph and I was maybe 12 years old. I was playing mini football and there's a kid and he goes, what would you do? If this girl came in and she comes in the room and she takes her clothes off and she's naked, what would you do? And this is what he's like, you know, your 12 year old boys, this is what they're talking about. And so I said, I'd run. I'd run. Why would I run? Because Joseph ran. Joseph. And I knew that story when I was 12 years old. I knew you got to run. And she like, took no time his, for temptation. She had his coat. Right. And tried to use it as evidence against him. Right. Boy, that coat. Keeps coming up. Tell you, yeah, right. <laughs> the coat of any color is coat. <laughs> the coats are a problem. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> That's why you like shoes. <laughs> Don't see a problem with shoes, yeah, right. but yeah, a coat. Coats. Yeah. yeah, that coat is a problem twice. So anyway, we appreciate yeah, you tuning into you. the show, and hopefully, there are some things we've said to inspire you, encourage you, and I would. My encouragement to you would be to read the Bible. To get in and read the Bible and see these accounts and see how God leads you through the truth of his word. Y'all have a great and a blessed week.